Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Passive Income Attorney Podcast. Thank you once again for joining me as we learn and explore the world of alternative investing together. And you are certainly in for a treat today. But first, if you're ready to start creating your own economy and taking back control of your life, start by going to attorneybydesign.com. That's whether you're an attorney or not. And download the Freedom Blueprint. Get into my circle. Let's start making some things happen. All right, today's topic is black gold. Yeah, that's right, oil. As much as California wants to get rid of it, right now, we still need it. We are dependent upon it. And that will not change in the near future until renewable technology becomes more efficient and effective. So what does that mean for you? When there's demand, you need supply. And oil, with its ebbs and flows, is still in demand. No investment in this country provides better tax benefits and incentives than domestic oil and gas production, which makes these types of investments very intriguing for high income earning professionals just like you. And today we have a treat. None other than Mr. Robert D. Burr is on the show today to tell us about all of the benefits of investing in oil and gas. He's been in the industry since 1973 with worldwide experience in structuring and funding oil and gas investment ventures. Bob has been responsible for the placement of over $300 million in his 47 year career in a myriad of industries. He is the president of Panex Exploration and is truly one of a kind. Mr. Burr and his wife Doris have been married for 57 years and have five children, 20 grandchildren and nine great grandchildren. Let's go. This is the Passive Income Attorney Podcast, where you'll discover the secrets and strategies of the ultra-wealthy on how they build streams of passive income to give them the freedom we all want. Attorney Seth Bradley will help you end the cycle of trading your time for money so you can make money while you sleep. Start living the good life on your own terms. Now, here's your host, Seth Bradley. Bob Burr, what is going on, brother? Welcome to the show. Oh, we're doing good, my man. Just uh, got my got my head down and we're rolling. That's what we generally do around here. All right. Sounds good, man. I appreciate you coming on the show today. Yeah, I've been excited about it after I read your your questionnaire. Some very good topics and uh, they're right down line. Of course, you know what you're doing. You're a pro. So uh, they, align, <laughs> they, they align with the uh, with the with the listening audience. And, Sounds uh, good, brother. Well, let's jump in, man. Tell us your story. Take it back as far as you want to. Feel free to brag a little bit. Okay. Well, we, uh, my brother and I entered the oil business in 73. Uh, I was in the insurance business, uh, whole life selling insurance. And I was a lifetime member of the million dollar round table. I sold a lot of insurance. So I was a natural sales guy. And my brother was a major in music. He was a college, uh, director of music and, uh, he got involved in the oil business and they needed somebody that could, could raise money. And I didn't know I'd never raise money, but I said, hell, I can sell, I can do what I do. And so we hooked up and uh, took off and it was a glorious, beautiful career. We made plenty of money. We, we, uh, that's 1973. We entered, actually entered the business during the oil embargo of 73. Now we were young kids. We didn't have any doubt of how good we were which is a blessing. And so that didn't phase <laughs> us. We just, everybody else was going out of business and we said, hell, we just starting. And we, 
We <laughs> didn't miss a beat, and we took off, and we did very well. I lost him in uh, 1979. We were living in uh, Laguna Hills, California, and he was in a car accident. And he had always been the guy that ran the business, day-to-day -day business. And I was the guy that made sure our sales went down right and uh, everything, the money was there. And all of a sudden, I find myself uh, in, the, in the seat of having to do the whole deal myself. And uh, I said, well, self, here we go. And I was uh, 40 years old, 41. Uh, and being a top producer in everything I'd ever done in my life, being sports or whatever, I, I got it done. Uh, along with that is a tremendous ego. Uh, in fact, you think you're sort of like God. Uh, you can get that ego maniac. And so I had to have a real heart-to-heart -heart talk with Bob Burr and said, that won't work. If you're going to build a company, uh, you've got to change your entire fiber because you're not a long ranger anymore. You've got people that depend on you. And if they depend on you, if they put their flag on your ship, then what you have to do from this point on in your life is nobody will ever work for Bob Burr again. I will work for them. And I said, Lord, that's not who I am. I said, but help me with it. And slowly uh, the transition occurs. If you're sincere, which I was very, very sincere about just reading who I was, what it was all about. How can I make this work? And that was the only way it would work and build something permanent. So that's what I did. And slowly you evolve into that, that person. Uh, our creator comes into your soul and all of a sudden that's how it is. It's that's your life. Uh, Got to go get one of the boys out of jail on a Saturday night. Well, that's what I do for a living. It can't be a <laughs> chore. You see, there's a difference in having to do something and you do it and you, you, you're mad about doing it versus that's what I do. And uh, so all of a sudden that's what happens. And we built, we've been here in Bowling Green for 30 years and built at one time I had a broker dealer. All the brokers were licensed with the NSD and all this kind of stuff. And we'd raise 40 to 50 million a year out of this little office. And no one could believe we would do that. <laughs> but I would tell my guys when they came in, I said, we're capitalistic people. We live in a capitalistic world, but we'll run our business as a socialistic venture. Meaning spiritually, everybody here will be hugged the same. I pay as much attention to my janitor as I do to the top producer. I said, now, if you can't handle that type of love, if you can't handle that genuine feeling that people have for you, you won't be able to stay here. I won't have to run you off. You'll leave on your own accord. And we never, I don't lose people because I live that life. I love what we do. It's not a job. It's a lifestyle. When you get in the oil business, it's the most exciting business in the world. Only place in the world that you can take a dollar and turn it into a hundred dollars in two weeks and get paid within three weeks. Uh, I really uh, do a lot of business with real estate people. I'm one of the uh, alumni on the real estate guys. They have a cruise that we go out on and I'm one of the key speakers. Robert Kiyosaki is on it with me, Ed Griffin, some of those heavy duty cats. And uh, 
it's such an exciting deal to go out and talk with the real estate. I have two subdivisions of my own. I have one that I have two partners in. We have 250 lots. And then I have one I did on my own property, had 30 lots. But the big difference in oil versus these damn subdivisions <laughs> is we've been in this one nearly two and a half years and the payday is not there yet. Right, we got to right. wait till the, we got to pay off all the infrastructure, do, do, do. And it's going to make me a million dollars. I know that, but it's taken three years. Well, I can get in the oil business. Now I may drill a dry hole too and lose all my money, but it's not instant gratification, but it, it's a lot faster deal. Uh, there's three factors involved in doing any deal. And you probably already know this, but one of the factors is the partner's responsibility, 100%. Are they able financially to withstand a loss? Are they in that legal uh, platform phase of their life that they have surplus money and can afford to be involved? Now, if they can, I don't care how great the deal is. I don't care about anything. We won't do business. We can sit there and talk to the good Lord comes, but nothing will happen. There won't be a check written. The other two factors are ours, mine, my boys. Okay. Number one, of all the people in the world, we're talking, we're visiting. I want you to feel good about us. I want you to get excited about coming to the field and seeing us drill. I want you to be excited about passing through Bowling Green on 65 out there going to Florida and whipping it here and letting me buy you a steak. And if you can't get that fuzzy feeling about Burr, keep your money. It won't, it's not worth it. Do this with, uh, I used to do business with damn near anybody, but I don't anymore. If you're acidic, if you're an egomaniac, go on down the road. I ain't got time for that. I'm too old to mess around. Uh, so you have to get a good feeling for the family. My boys are strong. I've got people, JP, my, uh, he's more than just a tech guy. He's my lifelong friend and, and brother. I've been with us 25 years. Uh, we're old studs. We know what we're doing. This is not a, the first party we've been in. And then the last factor, and definitely not the least factor, why of all the deals in the world am I cutting backflips over this deal? What makes this deal special? What makes it stand out? What makes it gives us the odds of actually winning and winning big and this sort of thing? And uh, I did a tape years ago for my young brokers. And that was, the, that was the basis of the tape. I said, on every mail out you do, send this to the partners and you'll save a lot of time and uh, a lot of sweat and tears and you'll get right down to the real people. Because if you can't handle the truth that's just laid out there, hey man, it's hard to build a relationship on, on anything other than that. So maybe yeah. that gives you a little idea of the deal. Oh, I love it, man. There's so much to unpack there. I mean, one thing that really struck me, you said a little while ago is, you know, you treat the janitor just as well as everybody else in the company. Um, and you, you also said that, you know, you had tremendous success right at the beginning of your, of your business and you, you know, you got an ego, but then you, you realized that you needed kind of a change of mindset there to be able to build and keep and create a successful team. Is that right? That's the key. Yeah, that's the key. I mean, that's the key. One thing that we all have in, in common in this world, one value that we have, and I think about the only, <laughs> only thing that's, that stretches across the whole universe, we each have 24 hours a day. 
The richest guy in the world, he doesn't have but 24 hours a day. Bob Burr, I've got 24 hours a day. And it was free. We woke up one day and we're five years old and here we are. <laughs> that just tickles me to death. That's a great deal. <laughs> and then we get to play this game they call life. And that's what it is. It's a big game. I have to make it a game. I'm a ball player. I got to come up with the bases loaded. I got to come up. I mean, I, I just get excited about that. But as we go through life, what we do with that 24 hours uh, is, is very expensive or very, very profitable. And I know one thing. When I got in sales, I knew that if you were twice as good at me, as me in selling, I could tie you because all I had to do is work twice as hard as you. And you can't beat me working because all you got is 24 hours the same. So uh, that's what I did. And I was pretty damn good also. So then I beat everybody. Just that's how that works. <laughs> it's simple. Love that. Love that, man. Let's go back to something really important that a lot of our listeners think a lot about, and that's taxes. Tell us again about those, those tax those tax write-offs that you get by investing in oil. What do those look like? Because in, in real estate, typically you know, you're only going to be able to, to write off the passive losses against other passive gains. Whereas in, in oil, it's a little bit different, right? Sure. We generally do our units at $100,000. Okay. A hundred thousand, you send me December the 30th. Okay. By March 31, my CPA for 30 years in Dallas, 33 years, will be sending you a K-1. It'll show what all we spent on the well, all the intangible costs in the oil business, any money is spent that there is no salvage value. You don't have a salvage value when you drill a hole. You can't sell it to somebody. That you get to write off. And that equates out to be 85 to 92% of the total investment. So you'll get a K-1 showing your bottom line, your tax deduct against ordinary income or passive, whatever uh, meets your requirements, uh, will be about $90,000. And that comes right off your taxes. And so that saves you whatever bracket you're in. You can figure all that out. We have a tax 101 that John Paul put together that explains all that. It's a very, very good educational uh, product we send out to partners. And uh, you just that's how it works. Now, once you start getting your money, your income, you have a depletion allowance. And it ranges, I think right now it's like 16% or me to that exact number but that portion of the money is tax-free because you're depleting your asset and they give you a break on that there's no nothing better uh, uh that i found in a uh, tax shelter than oil and gas i mean it's when you get to put in a, a hundred grand win lose or draw i can hit you the biggest gusher in the world and you still get the same tax write-off so that's a uncle sam subsidizes our industry by that amount of money. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I try to, I try to do those at the end of the year, the last quarter, uh, we'll put together a five well drilling package and raise a couple of million and to, to provide. And we know our clients well enough. They've already told us that they're going to be in tax problems by December or the end of the year. So, uh, we try to structure, I call it my blue plate special <laughs> for the, for the year end. And yeah. uh, we, we take care of, we take care of our clients. Yeah. People start, uh, start looking forward to tax season instead of trying to avoid it. Yeah. Yeah. Why write, you know, you, when you write to Uncle Sam that check, it's gone. Why would you do that when you can give it to me and let's, let's take a shot and make you some money. I mean, that's simple. <laughs> it's no big deal. 
Gotcha. So what kind of, what kind of projections uh, return wise do you, do you project to, to your investors? I mean, what, what do those look like? I think a lot of, a lot of our listeners have no idea. A lot of them might be a little bit familiar with uh, you know, a typical real estate uh, deal, a 200 plus unit multifamily. And, you know, you have like these different projections. It sounds like there's, there's kind of a high risk, high reward type of thing with oil and gas. I mean, what do you project for, for these types well, of investments? Well, let's take the field we're in right now, the Choctaw. Okay. Uh, over the entire field, the wells have averaged about 150 to 200,000 barrels. So you take your total cost, million and a half dollars, say, and let's say you do 100,000 barrels, that's 5 million, that's three to one. The write-off, tax write-off, get them up to four to one. And the bulk of that will come within the next, the first uh, four years. So, and then it'll sit there and pay you. I drilled a well in 1993 in East Texas, and we hit a deep pitted lime gas well. I sold out to Marathon. I had just a little small portion. I'm sorry, it was Atlantic Richfield. I sold out to 20 years later, and I got 350,000 for my little percentage. Uh, so, I mean, it's just, uh, but that's how it works. So, what we were very careful of is understanding. Now, I can put you on wells in South Louisiana, deep wells, that would show 100 to 1, 200 to 1, big numbers. But I've got to tell you up front that we're going to miss 9 out of 10 of them, or maybe more. But that one, so if you're partner, if you're deep enough financially to stay with me, I'm going to bring the bacon home, but it's going to be a while. Now, we yeah. may get lucky and hit that first one, probably be the worst thing we could do. Because then we fall in love with the deal and go crazy with our money. Uh, or you can do what we do. And what we do is you're talking about the team. Well, my team consists of Brad Simmons. Simmons is a Yale graduate. Uh, he was actually uh, Earl Campbell's quarterback in Longview, Texas during high school days. I don't know if you know Earl, but he was a big, uh, big football player. But anyway, yeah. he, he's, a, he's a genius when it comes to salt domes. And salt domes is another type oil and gas play. In fact, some people call it mining oil versus drilling for oil. But, but Brad's been in that, on, in that particular area for uh, thir over 30 years, 35 years. Knows the ins and outs. One, one of the brightest guys I've ever, uh, I've ever had. He's actually president of Burrite Acquisitions, which is owned by Burrite Inc., uh, we dovetail that talent in with one of the top geologists in Louisiana and uh, brought him on the team. So he's doing the, the structure mapping of the prospects and all that sort of thing. But together, what I, what I do, what I have to do, and what the partners have to understand us doing is to take the risk factors and reduce them to the core equation the best we can still knowing we have we have we have risk now the real neat deal and this is something that i would say not many people have ever done in oil business i'm doing it by god i'm, I'm doing it is we're going to take our money over in louisiana and we're going to drill the wells we're going to do the major gambling with bob burr's money bob burr's family's money after we get the well drilled, after we have it logged, after we know what the heck we, we have, then we will call on partners to pay for the completion side of it. 
So theirs will be buying pump jacks, buying tank batteries, buying flow lines, boom, 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 all the tangible. Now they won't get the same write-off. I think we can get them up to maybe 60% write-off, but they don't have the gamble. Right. Not nearly like starting on the top and going down. And we're going to do that with our money. And I'll look you right in the eye and tell you, you won't find that around very often. The reason we are able to do that, I couldn't do that on a conventional drilling deal where I go out and I get acreage around wells and I've got a stratigraphic trap and a 3D seismic clay and all this stuff. I know the risk. You're going to miss at least uh, one in seven that are worth a damn. So I couldn't take that risk. I feel like where we are now, we'll hit probably 85%. I have that much confidence in what we're doing and I don't throw my money away. Yeah. I don't believe in that. I don't think you're a man that does that. I can tell that pretty quickly. No, no, we don't, we don't do <laughs> I give a lot away now, but I give it to people I want to give it to. I don't throw it away. And so this will be something just uh, profound for our industry, I think. And there's very few places you can do this. In fact, this is hell. I'm 75 years old going on about 30. I want you to feel that <laughs> going on 30. Uh, but, but I'm willing to do that. Uh, it's, it's very, very exciting. And it also just gives you a sense of, uh, well-being knowing that you're doing that for your partners. Uh, I'm a partner oriented guy. I work for them. They don't work for me. I tell my boys, I've raised them every letter we send out at the bottom. Remember we work for you. You don't work for us. So if you got a question, get on the damn phone and call us. I'll answer it. In fact, years ago, I promised my people, I said, I don't care where I am in the world, Serengeti in Africa, I don't care. I've done it from there. You call me on my cell, and before 10 o'clock that night, you'll hear back from Bob (laughs) Burke, and that's where I live. I mean, I had the fire guy one time. I walked in his office. He had a stack of those pink callbacks about that high, and I grabbed him. I said, what is that? He's awesome, partner's call. And he didn't call him back. Nope. Our career's over, stud. Down the road. I don't put up with this garbage. You <laughs> owe it to them. They gave you money. Yeah. And my CPA gets mad at me sometimes because I do go overboard and, and help them take care of deals. And uh, I don't think you can go too far that side. I mean, I really don't. They're your whole life. Without them, you don't have a business. Yeah. Some of these clowns don't understand all that. But this old man does. Yeah, it's it's funny because you you've been raising capital for a long time. I mean, before it became sexy, right? Like the last few years, people are you hear more and more about people, you know, raising capital for real estate mostly, but other kinds of stuff too. But you've been doing it for a long time. Long time, brother. <laughs> I've been up, down, all around. I mean, you can't tell me anything about anything about this deal. I'm a PhD in what I do, and uh, <laughs> proud of it. But the 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 largest thing in any 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 business venture <clears throat> and the hardest you ask the question, how do you find business partners? God, I wish I knew. Okay. I mean, what I've done is I've withstood the test of time and over that 40 year cycle, I've developed about five beautiful relationships that were also looking for a good partner, a guy that could raise the money, the guy that paid his bills, the guy that, had integrity in his operation, all those things that you have to have to get to be here 40 years. And we've united 
not the guys drilling my wells. He drilled the first well for me in 1976. <laughs> so I know him. He doesn't mess around. He don't cheat on the, I mean, he's, he's the real deal, you see. And uh, uh, so this, this, this expanded career of mine has enabled us. People know Bob Burr. They know if I do a deal, I pay my bills. If we do a deal, I come with the money. We, whatever, I do my deal. Now treat me right, because I'm gonna treat you right. And if you don't treat me right, you won't see me tonight. I mean, that's how it works. And uh, I just, <laughs> I, I get off of them so quick and make your head sweat. And you still take a little hit. Anybody that says you don't, they're, they're lying to you. Uh, you'll think the guy hung the moon and all of a sudden, you know, uh, not quite. You gotta be careful all the time. Uh, and you also ask how, uh, I make myself whole and how do I spiritually get fulfilled? Uh, people have to remember that 24 hours a day. Uh, okay, that's what we have. Now let's analyze that 24 hours a day. You sleep four or five, that's what I do. Some people sleep eight, but I don't. I'm, I'm up at four o'clock in the morning. Uh, and when I get up in the morning, I fix my coffee and I cut on my business light. It's shining bright. It doesn't take me three minutes and I'm wide awake. So I go down to my office and I start doing corporate house cleaning. I start checking on folks I need to call, boom, boom, whatever. It takes me two hours. Okay, now it's six. Well, I get up, I go to Starbucks, I get me a double tall, non-fat white chocolate mocha. I bring my <laughs> coffee back to my basement office at home, which is very nice with a fireplace and all this. And so I have my coffee. Now I'm cut that light off. It's not shining anymore. I cut my golf light on it. So I have my own green at home. Big, nice, beautiful putting green. Reels, not artificial. Sand traps and all that stuff. And I hit 100 golf balls with my 9 iron and 8 iron. Just sit there and hit balls. Okay, and I'm getting released. All the tension's out of my neck and Today I hit uh, 60 <laughs> balls. I hit 50 of them on the green. Pretty good. Ain't bad for an old man. And so then I go back in. Doris will have me a little breakfast ready. I cut my light back on. Done my deal. I'm at the office by 8.30. And I'll be leaving. Of course, you're special. So I, I, I'm late for my <laughs> golf game today. But that's okay. I think it's, I think it's worth it. And, uh, but you, and then I work out. I've had a gym. I built a, a very, very deluxe gym 30 years, 25 years ago. And I worked out three days a week. And, uh, and I work. I don't jack around. I'll do 100 push-ups. I do all the stuff. And that's, that's my, really, that's my, that's my place I go. Maybe, I don't know if you want to call it an escape room. I don't know what's the proper terminology definition. But it's I where you, I go over there and I feel that pain. I'll be gone like a week or two and maybe not worked out as hard. And you feel it and say, welcome back, stranger. Damn, that's good. And you, <laughs> you do your deal. I mean, you can be fulfilled. We're the type of people. We're type A people. I don't know how to stop. I don't have a stopper on me. You don't I mean, want I to. Wish I, I don't want to. I don't. <laughs> I wouldn't know what to do. But you've got to direct it away from business some too. Or you 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 just get there. No, uh, I've I've seen the times I was very confused with business. Golly, man, all this stuff piling on me. It's just, and I'm about to go crazy. And I get up, 
leave my phone here at the office. I get in my pickup truck. I ride out in the woods, old dirt roads, old roads for an hour. And I start going back on how I structured the business. No faults in it. I'm just procrastinating. I've got to organize all my priorities. One, two, three, four. I got to take one at a time. And then the first thing you know, it's four days later, I'm free. But that's how it's worked with me just for, for it's, it's, and I, but I, you, you start questioning yourself, and, but you got to, no, you were right there. You got to hug your janitor too, boy. You know, this kind of thing. <laughs> you got to do the deal and you can't fake it. It's got to be real. Everything about you has to be real. That's why in these podcasts, I don't pull any punches. Here it is. I hope you like me folks out there, but if you don't, that's okay too. You right. know, there's no, no, no biggie. Uh, we're going to keep on. The sun's going to come up and the kids going to chew bubble gum. That's how that works. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have an excellent outlook on life, man. I, I love it. I love all that. It sounds like your, your 24 hours are pretty enjoyable. <laughs> yeah, they are. They're special. They're one of them. They're special. They're special. Well, let's switch it up a little bit. You know, why are you optimistic about the oil and gas industry moving forward? I mean, whether who, no matter who's the president now or four years from now or 10 years from now, you know, why, why are you bullish on the oil and gas industry? Well, let me, let me tell you what the Corona pandemic did for us. And this is critical for the, the listening audience to understand. Uh, when it hit, we just finished drilling 12 wells in Colorado uh, with a group. And uh, damn it, they came on strong, did everything we thought they would do, they were doing. And then the pandemic hits and all goes from $50, $60 down to minus whatever. Well, we, we, the first check we got from that project represented about 48% return to the partners on their total investment. First check. That was at $45 oil. Then all of a sudden, zero. So that program, it's turned around now. We're just sending out nice checks, but we lost a lot of our plus production to those lower prices. <clears throat> so the pandemic put a, put a panic in the overall oil and gas industry. It, it, it shook people up to the core. Uh, you'd have a guy, his family owned the oil field. Let's take the Choctaw Dome. Okay, the folks that owned that. They thought it was doomsday. It was over. So I got the boys together. I said, guys, you know, old man's played a lot of hole and poker in his life. I said, every now and again, it's time to shove the money out in the middle of the table. I said, we have an opportunity here today that may never, ever be present again. I said, we got to go to looking at product and getting these bargain basements because they're going to be out there. Well, we bought the BR Dome down in Houston. Uh, that well's throwing off $300,000, $400,000 a month now, that oil field. We cranked up in July of last year. So in less than a year, we got $3.5 million of income. We bought it for probably 10 cents on a barrel for the oil. People were just tickled to death. Somebody's buying it right now? Yeah, man, I'll buy it. We'll gamble. The Shock Doll Dome, I think we got 15 to 20 million barrels of reserves. We bought it for six cents a barrel or something like that. 
So it, it opened the whole world up to Bob Burden's family in the sense of getting product that is unmatched. I mean, I've been around for many years and I can tell you right now, the deal that we're doing right now on the Choctaw Dome, I'm selling 10% of the fuel to partners uh, for $10 million. And uh, there'll be in every well we drill in that field, they'll be carried for that 10%. It's sort of like an annuity. Once we start digging, their money would just start increasing. Every, every month we drill new wells, new well, we got 200 wells to drill down there. And uh, so the opportunity was unmatched in history in the, in the industry. That just happened to us. And we took advantage of that. That's why we're sitting where we're sitting. That's why I can go in there and drill these wells with my money and let partners come in on the completion side because I found a place we could do that and everybody win. I'm into that everybody winning, okay? I think that's the key. Yeah, yeah. So the, contra the contrarian investing, that's what you did, right? I mean, you saw an opportunity when everyone else was panicking. You know, yeah. oil's, at, oil's at zero and you said, everybody's running away from it. Everybody's panicking. They're losing money. You're like, you know what? we're buying. This is, this is a huge opportunity. This is an opportunity we're never going to see again. We're buying everything we can get our hands on. Um, do you, do you think that, you know, you got that instinct from experiencing, seeing, surviving multiple downturns and cycles or, or where does that, where does that contrarian business instinct come from? When I was 23, I went to work selling insurance. My mentor was a multimillionaire, brilliant guy, brilliant, brilliant man. And he saw I had a spark to me. So he took me under his wing and he used to preach, to, preach to me. He's remember Robert, call me Robert. He's remember Robert. When you get rich, you get rich overnight. He said, now be aware 24, seven, 365 days a year. Cause that opportunity will come by and it'll be gone. And you'll miss it. If you're not cognizant of that. And I've used that in my life to make lots of money. Uh, the opportunity presents itself. Now, do you have the intestinal fortitude to believe in your instincts? Or are you going to sit on the sidelines and watch the boat go down the river? Well, I believe in instincts. I believe in good basic business principles, supply and demand. But truthfully, the political arena, uh, we have all these... Uh, theory people, all this stuff going on. And people talk to me about that. And I said, well, you know, I can dig it. I, I understand. I said, but you know what? I have a family of 20 grandchildren and nine great grandchildren and a wife of 58 years. And there's not a damn thing I can do to help that other deal. So I'm going to spend my time taking care of my, my world, my love. And then let the ships fall where they may. I know one thing, if hell comes to whatever, the one that's got the money will do a little bit better than that that doesn't have the money. And so <laughs> I believe I believe in I believe in having the money. So uh, that's the that's truth. A, yeah, that is a perfect way to end it, man. Before let's jump into the freedom for the last few questions. It's time for the freedom four. What, what's the best thing you do to keep your mind and body healthy? I know you already mentioned a couple of things, but. Well, you, you have to have an outlet, okay? You have to reevaluate really the values of why you're doing this. 
I mean, why, why will I work 18 hours a day? Well, originally it was cause I was so damn insecure. I'm a country boy from Louisiana raised very, very poorly. This sort of thing. I saw a dream. Uh, I used to read the little books in the library, uh, the little autobiographies of Thomas Edison and Jeffrey, all these guys and, uh, how they were successful, Mr. Ford. And I said, why didn't Papa do that? Why didn't one of my guys get off their butt and do that? We can do anything we want to do. It can't be that damn complicated. Well, then when I got in sales, I knew that that was my train because I could do it as good as anybody alive and outwork most of them. So I had an edge. I had that burning desire, you know, and like in football, our kids play football a lot. I played ball. When you walk off the field, if you have one ounce of energy left in your body, you cheat it. You got to leave it out there. That's why you come to play. You didn't play to reserve something for the dance after the game. You come to win. And that's why, that's why we win because we'll go that extra mile. We'll, we'll go the extra million miles to do it. So, but along with that, you have to have outlets. And, and I've been able to, to develop some friendships over the years. We get to go on golf trips. I uh, just got back from Belize. We went down and spent a week in Belize at a big investment conference that I spoke with uh, Robert Kurosaki. You know the, you know the, the author. And never heard of him. No. Oh, really? Oh, you hadn't heard of him? <laughs> no, I have. I'm, I'm well, kidding. He's pretty big. <laughs> <laughs> and Mr. Griffin, uh, Red Pill, he was there. We spent a lot of time with, with, with him and just, just all the guys. So even though we're working, that is a release because yeah. you're speaking to groups like we're talking now. And, and believe it or not, this is how I talk to a group of 500 people. I don't. Same way. Ah, yeah, man. I'm too old. Uh, you know, I don't put on a show. I just do my deal. And uh, a lot of them like me and maybe some of them don't. I don't know. Ones that don't like me, don't tell it. Because I got, I got a temper too. You know. <laughs> uh, what, but, what's but the, one? Oh, go and ahead. Then your, 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 your family is critical. And I was blessed with a little lady that's been with me through hell and back 50 times. <laughs> And uh, she freed me up, actually, to do business. I could leave. She'd beat me at the airport with a suitcase. We'd trade sometimes. I'd be going somewhere else. But I knew every night that my kids had the large prayer. They had supper. They had a kiss. They had breakfast, brand new tennis shoes. And she took care of that for me. And what that did, it enabled me to get out there free, freedom freedom to play the game. And that just means, I mean, some of them old boys, you'd be out there and they'd be worrying about this. And they'd be worried. I didn't have any of that on my shoulders because Doris took every bit of it off. She knew how type A I am and how I had to charge that. That was the only way it'd probably work. Cause I wasn't going to change, you know? Yeah. And, uh, so, uh, but you have to have outlets and I found golf is mine. Uh, I love to play golf and sometimes now, sometimes, even today, and I'm sort of sorry to say this, but it's the truth. I don't know if it's a weakness, but it's, it is a fact. I'll play around the golf and not remember playing because I'm so locked in on business. Mm. So it doesn't desert you. I have a neighbor at my subdivision, Mr. T Mr. Bale. He's 90 years old, and he's probably worth, I don't know, half a billion dollars. A lot of money. 
big, 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 big man, uh, grain elevators uh, offshore, all this. So he was walking up down his walker, and I go over him. I said, you know, Mr. Bell, you're our inspiration. I said, we just love you very much. And uh, we were shooting a bull, and I said, when do you quit waking up in the middle of the night dealing with a business deal? He said, oh, boy, <laughs> just grin and bear it, because that's how it works. He said, I woke up this morning at 3.30 and said, now, if I sold that property, I can leverage that and buy those other two properties. He said, that's just how it is. I said, okay, I, I, I'll accept that for coming from you. So that's all part of the, the tariff of being successful and the responsibility of, of, of living this life. You, you can't take timeouts when you, you can't do that. You got to do whatever you got to do, and it's got to be first. So uh, yeah. that's how it yeah. works. That's gold, man. That's gold. But if any of your listeners enjoy us, uh, we love to visit with them. We'll do our very best to educate them and uh, whatever they need. Uh, we'd love to have them. And we've enjoyed you very much. You're a fine young man. I see uh, where you, you have a, you have a great future, no doubt. Thank you. I appreciate that. Appreciate that, man. I got to ask you one more question here because yes. it's, it's kind of our final parting question. You know, how has passive income made your life better? How has, you know, the oil industry and you know, all this, all the success, how, how has it made your life better compared to, you know, something maybe where you had to, had to work day to day and uh, you know, just like the sales and the insurance job, how, how has it changed your life? The only thing passive income has done to change my life because I've never done anything to get ready to quit. Okay. I don't know how that is. I, and I'm being very honest with you. I know at this age, I am accumulating a lot of cash. Okay. So I know that if I head out tomorrow, my blondie and, and family are covered. So that's the freedom it gives me is knowing that I've done the deal. And if I leave tomorrow, my clan's covered. So that frees me up of that responsibility because that was always number one, always will be, is, is, is the clan. And the passive income that I, I just sold a place in Florida, a condo and made 700 grand on it. Well, that'll go somewhere. I don't know where to go. I don't need to spend it. Uh, and I've accumulated money like that. And so that, that gives me that freedom. But I'm not going to quit working. <laughs> <laughs> well, you you know? seem like you seem like you enjoy it, man. You love the business. Oh, I love it. You can feel I, the I passion, man. Yeah, you I love feel it. it. I told the guy the other day, I, it wouldn't be bad if you're running for, to get on a plane to go do a deal and you're just gone. That wouldn't be all bad. That'd be a pretty good way of going out. <laughs> Trying to do one more deal. Full dark. <laughs> <laughs> that's right man i mean it's different right i mean some people are you know they work their nine to five and they're not happy doing what they're doing and you know maybe they're just working that nine to five it's not really that long of a day actually i mean i work probably 12 hours a day doing real estate doing this stuff but it's like it doesn't feel like work it doesn't feel like a chore or it doesn't it's feel your, like a job your, right it's your game of life yeah it's your game of life see in the baseball you get four bats that determines your whole life. In real life, you get 24 hours. So it's all numbers. Figure it out. The more prospects you call on, the more money you'll make. I mean, some guys just want to make them a little lick and go home and do this and do this. Nah, I don't like that. Just go to you can't go anymore. You, yeah. You'll know when to quit because you can't get up. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see here. 
But if any of your guys would like to visit with us, there we go. I'll leave this with you. It's uh, All right. admin, admin at burwright.com. Admin at burwright.com. And they'll find us as genuine as uh, the morning dew. They'll find us very helpful. They'll find us wanting to educate them, send them. We have a, a video library of, of many podcasts we've done, of many different issues being Tax 101, generating prospects, why are we here, what is our philosophy, the whole deal. And it's a proven deal. It's 40 years old, and it's been we've been building. And then uh, we certainly thank you for your time. I'm very impressed with you. I can see where you're, you're a real winner, no doubt about it. And we'd welcome the call. So uh, let's hook up sometime. All right. Thank you, Bob. I really appreciate it, man. This has been a journey, man. This has been great. Yeah. Really has. Really has, man. Had a good time today. Okay, buddy. Take care now. Hi, right, Bob. Take care. Bye-bye. Wow. What a guy. What an interview. When Bob speaks, people listen. I've never met anyone quite like him. Love the guy. I would love to have him on again to explore oil and gas even deeper major key, the key is diversification, finding multiple ways to acquire assets that cash flow, appreciate, and provide tax shelters. Oil and gas with all of its government-backed tax incentives is just another opportunity that you should be aware of and maybe take a look at. Okay, let's start building some alternative passive income streams together. Go to PassiveIncomeAttorney.com and join our Esquire Passive Investor Club. Until next time, folks, enjoy the journey. Thank you for listening to the Passive Income Attorney Podcast with Seth Bradley. Do you want more ideas on how to generate multiple streams of passive income? Then jump over to PassiveIncomeAttorney.com for show notes and resources. Then apply for the private Facebook community by searching for the Passive Income Attorney on Facebook. And we'll see you on the next episode.